Welcome back to Don't Be Strangers, a podcasting community against adult loneliness. Our mission is to create deeper conversations and more vulnerable connections by providing intentional resources, events, and community for curious and optimistic students of life. I'm your host, Shinyi, and I typically meet my co-hosts for the very first time while recording. If this sounds fun to you, please consider applying to co-host a future episode. Today is a special bonus episode because I'm sharing something I recorded with my good friend Molly for her podcast called It's All Connected. On it, she shares experiences, stories, thoughts, and challenges in life, business, travel, mental health, healing, and personal growth journey. She's here to encourage herself and others to try new things, believe in themselves, take the leap, be patient, and live life on their own terms. She says that we don't all have to have the answers to take the first step. The journey is part of the adventure. Speaking of journeys, today we're talking about the journey of writing my book, How to Talk to Anyone for Introverts, from idea to publication. If you're interested in receiving a free copy in exchange for a review, you can find the link on my Instagram at don'tbestrangers in the bio, or visit the website don'tbestrangers.club slash free dash book, and I'll repeat don'tbestrangers.club slash free dash book. I'm on a mission to reach 100 reviews and I'm currently at 22%. If you know of anyone who'd be interested in reading this, just pass them the link or this podcast episode. Also, if you happen to live in Dallas or will be in the area in September, I will be doing a book signing. More details on that to come. So without further ado, let's jump into this episode. Hey there, I'm Molly and you're listening to the It's All Connected podcast, where we talk about life, business, finances, travel, health, spirituality, and how it's all connected. This podcast is for you if you want real and relatable content that makes you feel like you're having coffee or drinks with a friend. You ready? Let's dive in. Hi everyone and welcome to today's podcast. So I have my friend Shingy here with me today and we are going to be talking about her most recent book launch on how to talk to anyone for introverts. And we're talking about how to go from idea to publication on your book and her journey of writing her book. So welcome, Shingy, to the podcast. Thanks, Molly. This is so interesting because I think Molly may have mentioned in like a previous podcast episode that we do weekly calls to like catch up. And so it's like, okay, we're like catching up. I know we're talking about... (laughs) this book. So thank you so much for having me here. I'm excited to share a little bit more about how the whole process went. Yeah, I know it's like really great because I've been with you, I guess, throughout your whole journey of writing the book and editing the book and like all of that. So we're going to dig into into it in this podcast episode. But can you tell our listeners a bit about yourself and your background? Yeah, sure. So I'm Yi and the founder of Don't Be Strangers, a podcast and community. Our mission is to help with more, more vulnerable connections and um, deeper conversations um, by providing intentional resources, events, and events and community for curious and optimistic students of life to fight adult loneliness and the myth that making friends is hard. I came up with this mission statement like a week ago, so I haven't memorized it. Um, But on top of that, I am also a creative chimera, which basically translates to a multi-hyphenate or someone who just loves trying everything, a student of life, mixed media artist, digital nomad, and softcore rebel. Okay, quick question. What inspired you to write How to Talk to Anyone for Introverts? 
Okay, so I feel like, like a lot of my friends, I've wanted to write a book for <laughs> most of my life, but about what I don't really know. Kind of in par parallel with wanting to write a book, I've also wanted to create a course of some sort. Also, not sure on what, but I've always received feedback, and that was kind of the spark for "Don't Be Strangers." Feedback on from my friends asking me, "How are you so good at connecting with others?" And I was just like, "I don't know. I I just." Like honestly, I thought like I don't know, and also I am an introvert slash like ambivert, so it kind of confused me. But after receiving enough unsolicited feedback, where people were like, "You're so well connected. How do you make these friends?" I'm like, maybe I do have a knack for this. And then I think like at some point, my other self development friend Abhas he also said something along the lines of, "You should write a book about how to make friends because you're so good at it." And so I feel like all of that kind of accumulated to, okay, why not? Because I've wanted to write a book, I've always wanted to create a course, and apparently I'm good at this. So I also felt like it was perfect because the topic of how to talk to anyone for introverts really align with my mission behind Don't Be Strangers. So that's kind of how it all started. I started researching the the topic. The initial niche I was looking for was how to talk to anyone, not so much for introverts, just how to talk to anyone. And when I started researching it, I realized that a lot of complaints that people had were, "Well, this would be great." If I was already an extrovert, but like none of these like tips apply to me because it's so hard for me to even do these things, right? And so it made me realize that actually the people looking for this stuff are probably more introverted, and I realized that I would be perfect for it since I've struggled making friends as an introvert myself. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense because I have a lot of introverted friends or people who identify as introverted, and that's always something that they bring up of how do you like talk to other people? Because I also identify as an introvert, but because you know you're constantly traveling, and if you want to make friends, then you kind of have to like put yourself out there, and that's always been my answer too. I'm like, I don't know, I just do it. <laughs>、um, so, how did you approach the writing process for your book? Okay, it's gonna sound like really boring, but like the, <laughs> at base, it was like market research. So like looking at competitors, like seeing like what they're doing, and that's kind of where I surfaced that a lot of like feedback slash comments said that people were complaining that you know, hey, I'm an introvert, so your tips are not very useful for me <laughs> since I can't even like approach people.、Um, and then so research first, then I created an outline. Hired a ghostwriter, and I did a lot of heavy editing and proofreading myself. I didn't end up hiring for the proofreading front because I felt like no one would care about this more than me, and I really needed everything to flow as well. I thought about writing the book myself, but the thing is, Molly, you know, you and I have talked about this. I really want to learn to like let go of control. So I was like, this is a great practice where you know I have the outline.、Um, let me just try to trust someone else. Also, because at the end of the day, I really want the story for "Don't Be Strangers" to be like a collective voice and sharing the stories of everyday people. So I don't want the brand to be so tied, like tightly coupled to me, where it's like everything must come from my voice. So I thought it was also a great practice of kind of like. Letting go of control and just being like, okay, here's someone else's voice because that's what I'm trying to do with my own podcast as well, like kind of sharing the stories of other people. Yeah, I love that. I think that letting go of control is something that 
I've been working on as well. So I feel like our journeys are kind of also parallel, which I personally love. Hold on. I need to throw this back at you. Sorry, because I know you're writing your book and you've chosen to write it yourself. And I kind of want to know why why you chose to write it yourself. Um, because I do know that you being a business owner, mm-hmm. you have you like outsource um, things such as like editing for your podcast. And so like why for this particular book, you're deciding to choose to write it yourself? Yeah. So my book is about how to create your own digital nomad adventure. And I've outsourced like blog posts and other writing in the past. But I feel like because this book isn't just a how-to guide, I really want it to be more than just a how-to guide. I wanted to like include my own personal experiences and things that I've learned. And I feel like it's harder to give direction for someone to include all those things. And at that point, I feel like I might as well just write it myself because sometimes giving direction for those things somehow ends up taking me more time and energy, if that makes sense. Um, so I know that based on like my experience outsourcing in the past, writing is something that I want to do because I also want to write books in the future. But I am outsourcing um, the editing, so I'm getting an editor after I finish my book and then I'm getting beta readers, but I also outsourced the editing for this podcast. So I feel like I've learned what I can outsource and what I don't prefer to outsource. And I feel like, yeah, I wanted to write my book. Yeah. I'm, I'm so excited for it, honestly. <laughs> I'm um, so scared. <laughs> no, you shouldn't be. I mean, maybe I'm just saying that because I already published, but because <laughs> I remember being pretty scared in the middle of my process as well. Um, Were you scared of like other people reading your book and like not liking it? Um, a little bit. I was a little bit skeptical of my own capacity because of the feedback that from the market research, looking at like feedback on other people's books, a lot of people complained like, oh, this is common sense. Like I didn't need to get a book or like people would also say like, um, I hate how this author is just like gloating about themselves. Like all of their examples are about like how great they are. And I was just like, oh no, but like you do also want to give examples, mm-hmm. you know, like in a humble way so that people can relate to the information and it's not a super dry like biology textbook or something or a math textbook. It's like <laughs> I want the humanness and we love stories as humans. Um, so I was a bit worried about well, is this information going to be novel or interesting given how one could say common sense communication could be? But then the other part of it was like, no, I really want to validate the the true and like serious problem of making friends. It is a real, I think, epidemic. Loneliness yeah. is where like people can have friends but not feel connected to them. Like I would know because like I experienced this. And so... Yeah, I was I was a bit skeptical myself, but then I just thought like whatever. And then I think I as a student of life because I've already alluded to this, I really love the researching and outlining process because, you know, I just felt like I was a student again and no one's grading me, really. But then I think what felt terrifying was actually putting it out. So like the last step, right? Like when I had the whole book and I was like, oh, wouldn't it just be so easy if I just like forgot about this project? Right? <laughs> like, yeah, I can definitely relate to that a lot. There's been so many times where I feel like a book is basically almost done. And I'm just like lagging on the last part. <laughs> 
Um, so what other challenges did you face when you were making this book? And then how did you overcome them? Yeah, so I think my main challenge was like hiring and working with others because I'm so used to doing everything myself. And that's why I wanted to challenge myself to hire a ghostwriter. And my outline was pretty thorough, but it was really interesting seeing the like, not necessarily miscommunication, but just like the interpretation of like, here's my like 30 page outline. I want you to turn this into like a 10,000 K book. Actually, I don't remember how long my, how many words it was ultimately, but you know, like translate this 30 page outline into a full length book and then seeing what she did with it. And then me kind of realizing like, oh, every time I work with someone I hire, it will be like a different communication style and it would be like a different interpretation, right? Like I could have given that same outline to a different ghostwriter and they could have like ran with it in a completely different way. So that was really interesting. And then also um, the giving feedback process. I think those were the greatest challenges because I feel like if it's myself, then I can just get things done. But then when I have to involve other people and give feedback, I'm like, it feels a little, it feels a little icky. Like it, I don't like, I don't like it <laughs> as much, but I'm like, but I'm also realizing like, I can't do everything myself. So I, I should, like, I should learn this. This is good for me. Yeah. How many times did you go back and forth with your ghostwriter on revisions? Um, so I think it was like the way that um, we we had the working style set up because she wanted to, like, she told me this is her work style was that like every day or every other day she would put a some set number of words on the page. And then I thought that like, instead of waiting until the very end, I want to like give feedback as I'm receiving this so that if we need to make correction in her writing style and like, you know, the examples she was giving or anything, I, we can catch it early. So I was doing that. I was providing feedback, but she said that she wanted to save like the last couple of days in the deadline to go back and like incorporate everything. But what she would do is like read the feedback and start, incorporating that moving forward if that makes sense yeah so um how many times did we go back and forth a, a lot a lot I tried to be like as thorough with my feedback as possible and then at the very end um I think we kind of ran out of time in the the time frame that we had to work together and so I was like it's fine just turn this manuscript in um and I'll just go back in and I ended up like like I said I did my own editing and proofreading but I also had to go and write in like a couple different paragraphs I thought like okay she didn't have time to add in herself yeah I did a lot of heavy editing to to a point where I felt a little guilty because I was like oh man I feel like I'm slashing out like a lot of her stuff because it, it felt repetitive that's another thing I think self-help books get um, docked often because they get too repetitive and so I was really aware of this when I was like editing I was like oh man she's being too repetitive and she was like I'm being repetitive to meet your word count and I was like uh-uh no we're not repeating put <laughs> in new information so I slashed that all out and then um and then that was really interesting to just like dealing with that but like I went in and just like wrote in yeah so at the end of the day I felt like I so heavily touched the book it was like a true collaboration where I would say like I basically wrote half of it because yeah, I wrote the outline and I like did a lot of proofreading yeah I feel like it was definitely a learning process and a journey for you which I love um how long did it take you to complete this book from start to finish so about 4.5 months, because I started at the beginning of December, 
Um, and then I finally hit launch mid-April. April 17th was the official day that I told everyone to go download from Amazon. And I did all this while traveling. So I was in Malaysia um, in the month of December. And then I was in Spain for like the first three months of this year. And it was both good and bad good because like, Again, I was removed from my nor normal social circles, so I felt like I had a, like a retreat time to myself to kind of focus. But then it was bad because I felt, ironically, I guess this is another challenge because of, but not really induced by the writing, just more induced from the traveling. Um, was that I realized I became really lonely while working on this book, and and again, it wasn't because I was working on the book, but it was because I was traveling and because I was like moving every month to a different city, and it wasn't enough time for me to really build true friendships that I could like fall back on, and so yeah, by the end of I think by the end of my travels, when I came back, like early April, I was really exhausted from being alone and ready to be back in Dallas where I'm based to, and then like launch the book and get involved in the community here. Yeah, I remember when we were talking while you were traveling and it felt like you were jumping from place to place, which is really exciting. But also I know that when you're traveling a lot, you don't really get as much time to develop those friendships. So I know that from our conversations, maybe the book took a little longer than you had hoped. How did you finally decide on your launch date? Um, so I think I finally decided on it after I got enough um, beta readers to, to help with my reviews. The initial launch review, I was aiming for like 250 beta readers. So like the process of collecting them was also slower than I expected. And then, and then finally when I had 250 reviewers like ready to go this is me expecting like a what like i don't know five to ten percent return rate on like people actually following through um when i had all that ready to go i went and just like checked like some dates for prom book promotion sites and then found a date that worked for them, bought that promotion site date and then told everyone that was a launch date. That's how I decided. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love it. Okay. So let's talk about your book. Um, in your book, you mentioned that small talk is often the starting point for building relationships, but a lot of introverts find small talk to be awkward and uncomfortable. So what advice would you give someone who struggles with the small talk? Okay, so I feel like this, like, people try to downplay this problem, like, oh, small talk or whatever. Um, but I want to just say that there's so much to kind of unpack here. And I want to, I say this because I actually broke down the, the outline of the book into three sections. One for your foundations before you even get into conversation. And part of the foundation aspect, it has to do with like changing your mindset on conversations, which includes small talk. Um, also like relationships, like what sort of, and when I say relationships, I'm covering the whole gambit of possible like platonic, romantic, familial, you know, anything where you're just connecting with someone. Um, and just understanding like, what is it that you actually want out of your social life, out of your social health? And then using that 
to kind of set the foundation for your mindset for how you actually approach people and also how you look at small talk. Because I feel like at the end of the day, small talk is actually very advantageous, even though it does feel boring and a drag, like a chore sometimes. Like, I know for me, I sometimes I'm just like, yeah, when can we just talk about the real stuff? <laughs> but, but there are... Like, I feel like it's really good to use small talk as like a filter to get someone's vibe. So like, say you you get caught in line at a Starbucks and you start getting like you start chatting with like the person in line with you and it's small talk. And then you can use that to kind of just gauge their general vibe. So are they generally an optimistic person or do you notice that they tend to use negative words? They are like generally a negative. They have negative outlooks. They they're drawn to negative experiences. Um, and if you start noting this, then you can just end it there, right? You're like, okay, that was that was great. I'm, I'm glad I used the small talk to realize that I don't want to talk about anything more with this person because, um, because I barely know this person and I don't need this sort of like negativity in my life, especially if at surface level, at the small talk level, they're already displaying that you know um the other thing about small talk is you can still keep it interesting and, but lighthearted. you can still find topics that interest you and keep that at like a small talk level and i did throw a pro tip into the book where i said like if you have any extroverted friends or just ambivert friends who are good at small talk you can try like shadowing them and just kind of observing them like t tagging as like a third party in conversations <laughs> or like and third wheeling and just kind of like taking notes on like what they do well in small talks yeah i love what you said about getting doing small talk to get a sense of someone's vibe and seeing if you want to continue that conversation or not i think that's a great idea because I know that a lot of people feel like they don't have a lot of energy, but then if they do small talk to kind of figure out if they want to, you know, spend more time or energy on that conversation, then they could develop or they could just say, oh, maybe this isn't for me. And then they find someone else to do small talk with. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Okay, so your book also includes practical exercises and strategies for improving social skills. Um, what are some exercises that introverts can do on a daily basis to become more comfortable and confident in social situations? Okay, I feel like number one, you should take a look and understand where you're already comfortable in social situations and capitalizing on it. So I know for you, Molly, and me, like we really thrive on internet friends. And so what I mean by this is that for whatever reason, personally, not speaking for Molly, I am a lot braver online than in person. So if I see someone cool, and actually this is, this is kind of how like I became friends with Molly. So <laughs> I'll give this, I'll, I'll use this real life example here. Okay, so like, I think Molly gave some context that she was traveling in Mexico and I happened to, we had just missed each other in Playa del Carmen, but one of my friends, Yoshi, met Molly at a cafe there and then Yoshi told me that I should meet Molly. Um, and then I was like, and so Yoshi was like, here's her account. So I looked her up on Instagram. I'm like, oh, Molly seems really cool, like legit, like someone I would be interested in becoming friends with. And I hit her up and I'm like, hey, and then I saw that she was already in Oaxaca and I was like oh damn it <laughs> like literally I guess too late um 
But in that exchange, I remember just being like, yeah, like, okay, too bad we missed each other. But like, you know, if the opportunity ever arise, like that we happen to be at the same place at the same time, because we're both digital nomads, and we're both like moving around a lot, there is a very slim possibility we could cross paths. Um, that I told her I would be open to like, actually meet up for coffee. And I always leave it open ended, no pressure. Like I always say, only if you want no pressure. And I think by throwing that out there, it the rejection feels less because you're already allowing for like rejection, right? And also when I say this, I always always also add in like, I understand that everyone has their own schedules, has their own interests. Um, and, you know, if this, and it's okay if like I slash our social interaction does not fall in those interests or like time capacity or energy capacity. And so, um, that's actually how we got connected was because I hit her, <laughs> her up. And then I tend to f- be quite brave in doing this in like cold DMing people. But I ha- actually outlined my strategy in my book of how I do this. And it's not actually just straight up cold DMing because that's kind of annoying. <laughs> um, like nobody wants that to happen. Um, and then other practical suggestions I have for introverts who want to just be more comfortable on a daily basis is preparation. So when I say preparation, think about your your holistic health. So did you sleep well? I feel like that's so basic, but like, did you sleep well? Because if you didn't sleep well, you're probably grumpy. And if you're grumpy, then your social interactions are not going to be great. Um, the other one is fashion. And I, you don't have to be, you don't have to be like super into fashion or anything, but I do feel like everyone has a sense of style. Like, you know, what makes you feel good. And if that's like hoodies and sweatpants, then please do that because when you are in your power suit even like pjs or whatever um like it changes the way that you interact with the world and so you can find different power suits for different situations whether that's like a formal networking event or just like a chill coffee date or um i don't know going to class but thinking just keeping that in mind and just exploring your fashion if you're not as in tune because that's also part of personal development it's like understanding what you like and what you don't like and how it makes you feel um having some questions prepped is also a good idea so if you know what the event is you can kind of like get some ideas um either memorize them or you could just write them down in your phone and when you blank out in those situations you can just feel like hey i actually prepped some questions let me uh, i'm gonna like pull it out on my phone and i promise you people will be flattered you actually thought that far you like that you valued their time enough to think through questions ahead of time so even if you feel silly you're like oh my god i can't think of questions on the spot it's like you're gonna make people feel really special um and then the last one is is gonna be hard but you should practice on a frequent basis initiating initiating as in being the first one to to text someone to start that small talk um say hi to someone compliment someone they can it can be really small but the reason why initiation is so important is because it puts the power in your wheelhouse like 
you're the one initiating that interaction. And then also mindset, like being practicing, practicing and becoming comfortable with failure. I think that one's so important. And it's obviously really hard, um, but you can also use journaling and like therapy to help you work through like what is failure and how can you get comfortable with failing so you're you become braver at initiating, at facing rejection, um, and all of this. Those were some really great tips. I love what you said about you know prepping for these conversations and how sleep seems like such a you know basic thing but it's really not it's really true if if you're grumpy then other people are going to feel that not only that but you're going to feel that and you're going to also I feel like reaffirm the story that you can't make new friends because other people are feeling your energy so if you change that and then you like change all these things of also just feeling comfortable in what you're wearing because if you feel comfortable then you're going to show up more confidently and yeah other people like confident people or like when people are like confident in themselves so those are some really great tips so I know that this book is written for introverts but I'm curious if you think that it can also benefit extroverts so I do think so because the first portion of the book is is a lot about foundations and mindset. And so I feel like in that, I actually propose a lot of like journaling prompts where I challenge the reader to kind of think about what do they want in their social life? Like what sort of relationships do they want? What sort of friendships? What do they value about certain friendships and what do they want more of? And that's of course not exclusive to introverts, like anyone can benefit from them. And then even if they them even if like say an extroverted person does not find section two, which is the me walking, hand holding an introvert through like initiating, flowing a conversation and exiting, um, they could also find a lot of value in section three, which is about like relationship building, because even if you, even if talking to people come to you naturally, that doesn't mean you have thought about or practice the art of building more vulnerable connections. So in section three, I do kind of break down a bit more into the different tiers of friendships that you can have, um, how you can progress through them, and then also conflict resolution, which I think everyone <laughs> everyone can use and like be reminded of, including me. And what are some common misconceptions that people have about introverts when it comes to socializing and networking? Um, I feel like a lot of people view this. So this all came out of like personal feelings that I have about how people perceive me. Um, and then also the research when I was looking at the, the comments, like what what introverts were saying about themselves, their complaints <laughs> about interacting with the world. And then also like secondhand stories I've heard from my podcast, like me just talking to people and asking them if they're introverted or extroverted, how do they deal with these things? And I think that like a common misconception that people have about introverts is that they think that we are antisocial and that we don't want to talk with you. When in reality, I think most introverts are just, we all like as a basic human need and desires, we all want to belong and we all want to connect like period that's in our biology. Um, but for introverts, there's just like such a great fear of rejection of like not being able to belong that it's like hard for us 
to even initiate like communication because we're like what if I communicate and like be vulnerable or like say something and then everyone's gonna reject me because I'm gonna be look stupid or like no one's gonna like what I like so no one's gonna connect so like why even try and so yeah I think it's I think it's something that I'm trying to actively combat with don't be strangers like my community as a whole is to by sharing the stories of everyday people kind of make everyone realize how similar we are right so that we would all be less scared of like connecting vulnerably speaking of how similar we all are i'm curious to hear more about how you personally have struggled talking to people as an introvert and how you were able to overcome it Okay, so um, I think like the biggest thing about me struggling to talk with people as an introvert was that, um, well, you might have garnered from my name, Shinyi. I am Asian American, or at least like Chinese. Um, and that was like the for my first barrier to connection, like growing up in America was like feeling like this third culture kid, like no one can understand my diaspora experiences. So that was like one. The other things that kind of reinforced this identity of me not being of not belonging was also this idea that like I have a lot of interests I'm this creative chimera multi-hyphenate and like before I did identified myself as those things I was just like I guess I have no identity I guess I just don't belong anywhere because I'm good at science and math and art but like even though I'm good and I enjoy all these things I didn't fit in these groups of people because like when I was like with the nerdy people I was like I'm too artsy to be here but when I was with the art kids I'm like I'm too nerdy to be here so I felt like I just didn't belong anywhere and then and then underneath it all I also later realized that I'm aromantic which means I couldn't relate to like basic human (laughs) um, basic human experience of like romance so then like because of all these things I truly believed that I was an alien and that was my biggest struggle as an introvert where I was like damn I must be an alien because I just cannot fit in anywhere especially the last thing about being aromantic I was like okay the way that pop culture describes it it's like everyone understands this everyone experiences crushes and I'm like I I am an alien I don't know and so that being said I felt like a lot of the friendships I made growing up, all my friends felt really close to me. Like everyone would tell me that I was one of their closest friends, but like I could not communicate because I was like, what is the point of explain? What is the point of telling people anything if you're not going to be able to understand? And if like you're not going to be able to understand, you're basically going to reinforce my personal narrative that I don't belong on earth, like legit. And so that was my biggest struggle of like being an introvert and like also all these like identity issues where I was just like yeah I don't belong and like no one's gonna be able to ever connect with me and so I'm just subjected to like a life of loneliness I guess um and then it also didn't help that I didn't under I didn't care for pop culture references so like if I'm in like a group conversation I'm like nope I have no idea what you're talking about um and then that also made me scared to like start conversations. Um, and so how did I eventually come to overcome this was I think at some point I, well, one became an adult, uh, became more mature, did a lot of personal development. But then I think I was just so tired of feeling alone with my friends where I'm like with these people who like 
confide in me, but because I was so good at asking questions, hence podcasting, but because I was so good at asking questions and like diverting attention from myself. So like, I'll just like brage people as if I'm interviewing them and they'll just get more and more vulnerable with me until they feel so connected to me. But like, never do we talk about me. And so I avoid being vulnerable, but yeah, at some point I was just like, yeah, I'm tired of feeling lonely with my friends. I just need to, I just need to tell them how, what a weirdo I am, honestly. <laughs> so like, I started, like, I remember like when I first started coming, quote unquote, coming out um, as like an aromantic and like a lot of my friends were like, I have never heard of that before. What is that? What does that mean? And I was like, well, you know how people catch feelings? I don't. And they were like, huh, okay. And then they would just like ask me more questions. And it made me realize how open-minded and sympathetic people can be. So obviously in that situation, they can't be empathetic because they can't, like they're not (laughs) aromantic, so they can't. Um, But they're trying so hard to be curious about this. And the very act of curiosity like opened me up. And I was like, oh, wait, people want to want to me to be vulnerable um and I'm like starting to tear up because that really was a changing point where I was like okay you know what I'm an adult now I don't have time to waste with people who can't understand me when I meet new people nowadays I try to be as forefront and vulnerable as possible as quickly as possible because I want to filter out the people who would not vibe with me who would be like a romanticism doesn't exist. That's not real. Like, you know, if you told that to me, I'd be like, um, okay, yeah, that's okay. <laughs> like ghosting, ghosting. Like, we don't need to argue. I'm not combative. I'm just like, I'm sure you're a great person, but um, I don't have time to argue this with you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for sharing all of that. I love learning more about you. I know that we talk every week, but I always learn- love learning more about you too. This was a great podcast interview so far. So another question I have is what advice would you give to anyone who wants to write a book, who's thinking about being self-published? I'm going to say this is like the most dry answer because I feel like the answer that I should be giving is like, just go for it. Like, don't hold yourself back. (laughs) Chase your dreams. I feel like that's what like would be expected here but what I'm going to say is write an outline I say this because if you write that outline you're never going to have writer's block it's magic like you'll have the roadmap and then like when you're writing it'll just go on a roll and I know this works not only because it worked for myself but because I was talking with one of my other friends who is an actual published uh fictional author like young adult fictional author and she went to school for film scripting and um but now she but she's her passion was always writing she was always writing like fan fictions and like just her own books on the side um and then I asked her like what is your writing process no I actually I asked her do you ever get writer's block? Because that's like a real issue, right? Like artist block, writer's block. Um, and she was like, no, because the way they, they teach you it, in film school is to write a, I don't remember what her the actual term is, um, a treatment. You write a treatment, which is essentially an outline. So it's like really quick, really messy, high level things. And then later you go back and you fill in the details. And she's like, because of that, I always write like that now. And I never have writer's block because it's just a matter of like filling in the scenes, but I know the general idea of what the scenes is. So that's my advice for if you want to write a book, 
start with the outline because if you can't even get the outline out, you're probably going to get writer's block. And if you're going to get writer's block, you're not going to finish it. That is so true and such a great piece of advice. I love that you gave a more specific answer than just a general, like, just go for it, which is true too, but it's always great to hear, like, actual practical tips. Okay, so I know that a lot of my listeners or people in my community are probably also introverts like me because we all kind of attract, you know, people like us. So if people listening and they identify as an introvert and they want to learn more about how to talk to anyone, where can they find out more about you and your book? Yeah, I think like the easiest is probably just through the Instagram at don't be strangers. But you can also search this on Amazon now that it's like fully published. Um, How to talk to anyone for introverts by don't be strangers. Or my podcast, Don't Be Strangers. <laughs> so yeah, all of these avenues are great. Awesome. And I'm going to drop all of those in the show notes below so people can easily find them. Thanks so much again for being on this podcast. It was really great having you. Thanks, Molly. I can't wait for your book. So <laughs> I can't wait for you to announce your launch date whenever that happens. Thank you. And thank you everyone for listening. And I'll talk to you in the next podcast. Have you ever thought about becoming a digital nomad? If so, I'm actually working on a book right now, How to Plan Your Own Digital Nomad Adventure. I'm going to be breaking down everything that I've learned and put it all into one place for you so that you can do it too. If you want to join me on my book journey and get updates on how it's going, you can find a link to sign up in the show notes or description. And as always, thank you so much for tuning into the It's All Connected podcast. If you're loving the podcast so far, could you take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe? Your reviews help the podcast reach more people, and I would so greatly appreciate it. Thanks so much for tuning in, and I'll talk to you in the next episode. Bye!